September 11th, 2016. I'm Ryan. I'm Sandy. And I'm Yannick. And this is Pixels Weekly. Hi, guys. Hi. Like, I like laughing. <laughs> the game Hi. reunited. The reunited. Game is back. The crew. The I'm calling us the crew. Back. And all the show descriptions, I refer to us as the crew. We're the crew. But then there's Pixels Cast. It's very confusing. We got to work on that. <laughs> it's not clear. We got it. Yeah, we're being, being, being very inconsistent. I looked at uh, Twitter to see who has Pixels Weekly, the actual Twitter handle, and I think we could probably talk them out of giving it to us because it's like they tweeted like three times four years ago. So I know, but do they even know they have this account? That's the problem. Yeah, that's well. Oh, can we talk to? Uh, like, is there a way to talk to Twitter? Be like, hey, dude, like. Hello. I don't think like Twitter's going to kill their account for us. We have the name and then... No, I know. But, you know, you got pulled the strings to pull. It's the time to do it, honey. I'm going to go to their HQ um, and start screaming. <laughs> yeah, just camp. Just well, do a guys, camp. I want to start off the show today uh, by thanking username Ouroboros13, who back on August 22nd, I know I'm late to the game reading this, left us this iTunes review. I really like the fun and casual vibe to this podcast, and the hosts are entertaining. That's a lie, but I appreciate it. Smart <laughs> with smooth voices. Now that is true. The hosts oh, really seem to the smoothest voice. The, smoothest voice. <laughs> uh, the hosts really seem to mix well together, and that helps generate honest and open discussions of many different topics. And as an avid gamer, I find the content informative and relevant. I'll continue to listen to them for as long as they keep up the show. Thank you so much. Oh, that's so nice. Or at least we're, like just gonna it. Do it nice. For, we're just going to do it for one person. That's, you know, we just got to do it for that one person. <laughs> we're just going to do it for one <laughs> person. Now, uh, how was everybody's week? It's good. It's been good. Hi, right, guys. Guys, I ranked. I, I ranked it. in Overwatch. Oh, no. And, and I'm silver and I'm not bronze and I'm so happy about that. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. I haven't yet because Blizzard decided it would be a good idea to release Legion and <laughs> the second season of Overwatch at the same time, which is pretty good. That's crazy. something we can talk about because mm, eh, I don't it's know. a weird move. I just go back and forth. I'm like four matches in Overwatch. Let's do some quests in Legion. Okay. Did some quests. Let's go back to Overwatch. Yeah. And I just go back and forth. I suppose the game types don't necessarily overlap with each other. I don't think so. Yeah. I don't know. It depends. If you're in a PvP server, then then you're out Which for play. I'm not because I'm a, I'm a squishy little baby, and I don't want to be. <laughs> you know, I, people keep talking about how ganking. That's just part of the game. That's part of the game. No, it isn't. It's the worst part. It's like you're you're this bushy-tailed, bright-eyed. Uh, you know, brand new uh, Draenei mage, and then pew, 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 you're you're dead. It's like your spirit has been released from its body. And you're like, What's what? the name of the spell that goes pew, 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 Sandy? Uh, that's what I thought. That's a good, <laughs> good that's question. <laughs> uh, no, my week has been shitty. Oh, no. Just Come because on. of one event, my Twitter account, and whoever you are out there, I'm going to find you. Uh, my Twitter account has been compromised, not hacked. So I'm following random people. It must be from one of those re like access that I granted to an application. Oh, and I've been man. dealing with this for two, three days. And I've been tweeting more people that have been looking at it, you know, 
since DestinyCon, I've had I made a lot of friends on the internet. So to talk to them, I just mainly use Twitter a little bit more. Yeah. Um, which I'm happy about. It's been great. I like it. I really get addicted to it though. So I got to figure out a way to be more efficient when I <laughs> don't look at Twitter every 30 seconds. But yeah, I just have this weird thing where I follow accounts from Saudi Arabia. And then, uh, and it's not that many porn accounts neither, so it's annoying. Um, <laughs> it's doing a lot because of like porn accounts would have made it better. <laughs> yeah, actually, there's whatever. like only one or two, and I'm like, oh, at least could make it worth it. Um, but no, Asian accounts, Saudi Arabia accounts, really random like bots doing it. So it's frustrating, and it's kind of killed my mood. But other than that, can't complain. You know, if 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 this is my only problem, I'm doing pretty okay, I guess. Well, Yannick. I mean, I don't know if you're being fully transparent with the audience because we should acknowledge that you do participate in underground sex trafficking. Well, yeah, but like I wanted to make an announcement, have a special guest in an episode <laughs> Sorry, dedicated yeah. to it. And I uh-huh. actually wanted to announce my new podcast, but you mm-hmm. know, now you announced it, you kind of spoiled it for everyone. The underground sex cast. Well, you, we got to We got to disengage right here because i know people will take our words for it and you know <laughs> your reviews are gonna get i don't think they will Let there's em. no there's no trafficking there's no no nothing i'm a humble frenchman i am playing stupid video games <laughs> you can hold it's my feet to the fire shaking, shaking my head shaking. all the people that yannick is not head sex shaking. trafficking i am sex trafficking so all right stop it they're gonna believe me. it come at me <laughs> come at me! I'll come to well, you. It's not you'll like I'm like, gonna lose my you'll job. You'll be giving me come a great. Me. <laughs> you'll, be giving, you'll be given a great hug, and you'll give me an even bigger hug if I if I come to you. So, uh, for people that don't know, I uh, before I worked at uh, Apple Inc., I worked with these two fine people, uh, Sonic and uh, Sonic and Yandy. Good. <laughs> Sonic and Yoshi. Sonic and Sandy uh, <laughs> at uh, at Squarespace, but now. I'm looking for a new adventure, which means I can talk about Apple stuff on the show. And that's what we're going to talk about this episode. But before we do, we're going to talk about what is in the news, what is in our disk drives. <laughs> is that is that a relevant <laughs> thing to say anymore? And, in 1998. Uh, yeah. And uh, <laughs> what games were, are being talked about? It's the hodgepodge. Let's get into it. My MMR is 1588 and it's above average. And oh. uh, that's how I live my life, slightly above average. Can I tell you something? I don't know what MMR is. Yeah, um, Matchmaking rating. The oh, higher your, yes. the higher the MMR, the better player you are, and the better players you'll be pit against. Is that you only determined that Sandy, by kill death? Sandy always gives a hint, and then you have to figure out the game. Yeah. Like every <laughs> time you have to figure out the game, you're like, so I want the audience to really think about what she's thinking. And then you get to eat a chocolate bar if you get it right. I mean, oh, oh I have a chocolate bar. Um, <laughs> I have a Milky Way, and they're delicious. Please don't but say the brand unless we're being paid. <laughs> oh, you mean you have a Milky Street Bay? I have um, a Galaxy. I think saying Galaxy would have been a lot. Galaxy sounds like a cooler chocolate bar, guys. A Galaxy Bay <laughs> chocolate bar. <laughs> My goodness. That's uh, really delicious. So, uh, is 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 MMR because you're obviously you're talking about Overwatch, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, is MMR determined only by your kill death ratio, like how many people you kill versus how many times you die? No, it's the amount of wins you have. It's it's a bunch of 
it's a lot of stuff. I, I think in Overwatch because mine must be in the tank. Uh, it in Overwatch it's wins. You you play placement matches, and depending on the outcomes of those matches, depending how many points you have, depending whether you guys win or not, all that stuff. Uh, that's what determines your matchmaking rating. Yeah, and MMR is also slightly different in MOBAs. So Dota has MMRs, and the higher ranked you are, the top tier player you tend to be. But there's also your matchmaking rating when you're playing solo and you're just by yourself versus your match. Uh, these words are getting twisted in my mouth. Uh-huh. <laughs> versus the MMR when, when you're playing with a team. So you have two two different matchmaking ratings and i just know the the higher that number is the better you are and i want to i want to at least be platinum cuz then i'll feel good i think what you're saying sandy is you want to be the very best, very best. <laughs> <laughs> like no one ever was <laughs> I want to catch all the Pokemon. Uh-huh. We can I extend? May I extend you, Hodgepodge, to just what we were think- talking about in the beginning of the show? Why don't you think that in Blizzard there would have been a little bit of discussion on whether or not, like releasing Legion and the season two of, they could have waited a little bit for the season, the competitive season number two on Overwatch, and postponed it a little bit to compensate with the kind of like leverage i don't know how you say that but kind of like um spread a little bit the hype you know in terms of marketing between legion and overwatch season two Um, i I think you're targeting two different kinds of players so overwatch is highly competitive and you want to win and when when we talk about it's like we want to win i i want to get play the game i they're very quick games Mm -hmm. whereas a legion it's more time involved uh they have a companion app for it so mm-hmm. you can send your um what is it the yeah, companion companion app too cuz i downloaded it, it won't let me do anything you have to have a companion so you essentially need someone like an they're technically like npcs um and they do stuff for you Mm-hmm. So they're your virtual assistants mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. go and finish quests for you. And this way you're leveling up and you don't have to play the game. That's kind of cool. I mean, if you get to a certain extent, but you know, if everybody has access to that, that's really like puts everybody on the same level. I mean, I feel like, I mean, but once again, people will be out there and be like, I don't have a smartphone. So what do I do? Yeah, I, 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 it's this whole like I when I started playing the higher levels of Wow, Sandy, do you know about the garrison? Mm-hmm. It was I, introduced in Warlords of Draenor. I never, yeah. I haven't done it yet though. Yeah, the garrison was just a weird mechanic to me, and I didn't really care for it. It felt like a weird kind of mobile game inside of Wow. Um, mm-hmm. But luckily, <laughs> thanks to. Um, Thanks to questing, I could largely sort of ignore it, level up, and get to the what I think so far is I'm I'm only a level I think 102. Um, so far is the what seems like much higher quality Legion content. Yeah, I I know Curtis and Davis from last week's episode were 
not too happy with the garrisons. It's not anything that I really use or interested in because I play the I play Legion very yeah. I play WoW very casually. So I'm in it for the story. I'm in it for the pets. I don't really care about gear. And I know it's like, oh, so scandalous. You don't care about gear? And it's like, no, I don't. I don't care. But if you're a horde and you gank me, I'm going to get you back. I'm going to find you. I'm going to find your spawn points and I'm going to get you. <laughs> That's just how it is. But um, uh, a garrison itself is just like a, a place that like, I don't know. I'm guessing I, I, don't, I don't play World of Warcraft for people out there that don't know, but Garrison is like, what is it exactly? Is it like you camp and it like farms resources for you? Is that what it is? Yeah, you kind of get your own camp, and it you you also through missions get companions that are that sort of live in the camp, and they can be sent out by literally taking their portrait, dragging it onto a little thing, and and saying okay you go do this mission and then in like an hour or something in a real world timer like a mobile game they kind of come back and say okay the mission's yeah. done and then yeah. you get experience or yeah. resources or whatever so i don't know if curtis was saying that on the show last week i can't remember if he if he told me uh uh in real life because i met I'm, i can see the guy every day if i want to <laughs> uh, i don't but i do i, I yeah. do talk to him quite often but um he said that it it, it just got out of hand real quick but but overall i mean to legion has been a great success apparently so i'm happy i'm happy for all the players that i've been waiting for this game yeah and i it weirdly like i was so in the camp of wow is on its last leg um and i was very much done with it but i i i think they may have bought themselves years time. more time <laughs> with, yeah. with this That's content nice. it's crazy yeah, that's nice. Uh, it was at your hotspot, by the way. I don't know if we started yours or, or what or schwet. Um, <laughs> a schwet, a fifty-five. Sh- oh, fifty-five is actually a Destiny streamer. So <laughs> shout out if she well, listens. Fifty-five is an old internet meme from back in the day. <laughs> really? Oh well, you yeah. learn, you teach me something. Fifty, fifty, fifty. I'm so newbie with the memes and stuff. Like I'm always behind. Like on the Arambe thing, I was behind. I was like. So that's the gorilla thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is. It's been two weeks, dude. I'm like, no, nah, it's. Yeah, I, I'm with you, man. I'm way behind on it too. It, it seems like it's it's relatively, I don't know, difficult if nigh impossible to keep up with the speed of the internet <laughs> as I get older. <laughs> it just seems to get uh, harder and harder, and harder and harder and harder. Um, hodgepodge for me. Well. My hodgepodge this week is pretty simple. Forza Horizon 3 is coming out, and I can't wait. I'm so excited. I'm like a little baby girl. Um, Do baby girls get excited? Sandy, when you were a baby, did you get excited about things? I would say yes, because I did. You're the only she's one still, of the three of us that has baby, baby girl, girl and experience, and she's still excited. I do, I do. This is this is true. I've only, you know, when I was little, I was a baby girl, and then you know, I grew up. <laughs> well, um, I mean, obviously, most of my thoughts and stuff lie with our our main topic, which is the Apple and 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 PlayStation events that happened this past week. But suffice to say, Forza Horizon Three. If you guys like racing games, especially more casual ones, it's coming out to Xbox and cross buy with PC. You can play it anywhere. Your save syncs. 
um, a PC people will get to experience Forza for four, in 4K for, I think, the first time ever. So all really exciting stuff. I'm very... Uh, uh, I'm just waiting to jump into it, and I think that comes out on the uh, 12th or 13th, so the Tuesday, whatever Tuesday is, so 13th, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. And that's it for me. These, these games always remind me why I don't drive, because I can't. Oh, <laughs> oh you can, you, come on, Santa. You can get good at driving with these games. We were playing at a friend's house, and by we, my fiance and I, and our, our roommate, and he's got this crazy elaborate setup. He's got three monitors. Oh. You launch a racing game, and then he's got the whole um, the controller with the, yeah, the steering, steering wheel, wheel and the gas and the brake pedals, and it's got all this feedback to it and i'm just crashing into walls and they're like sandy is this how you drive and i'm like nope because i haven't driven in 10 years because i'm a new yorker middle fingers (laughs) middle fingers to everyone (laughs) well you'll definitely want to give people middle fingers uh when you race them for sure and when i win in a broken car it's gonna be great well, you know what? Beat up that car. That's what the rewind button's for. In these games, you can press a button and you literally go. Zip. By the way, how good was that sound effect? Okay. <laughs> you, you're not going to work that out. That, that, that just sounded like you edited yourself. <laughs> um, you can yeah. rewind time and kind of go back and correct a mistake or uncrash and stuff like that. So it's, it's cool. cool. You take that approach really well. And but I'm missing, I feel like in racing cars, there's only the. Um, the, the 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 normal the normal road thing, and then, then I want to see some some rally games. Remember when we had those like WRC, you know, the rally franchise, and, like having games coming out oh, every yeah. every year. This was like official franchise, and then I guess some contract broke up, or those games are not good anymore. Simply, but when it was like that series called Colin McRae, I remember the last time was probably the last one coming out was probably in. Uh, I don't know if you guys know about this. Maybe it's more of a European thing. I remember thing, Colin McRae, yeah. Yeah, right? And then, and then it stopped. It was a really solid game. It was a really solid... It was, you know, it was rough to play, but it was still it felt casual and accessible. Well, if, I wonder if, where they went. So I'm excited to see Forza taking on this, and if they become the new... And that gives them idea to have a uh, rally exclusive, like, you know, Dirt Roads exclusive um, experience or a game. That would be, that'd be something I'd be interested in. Well, here's what's double exciting. I guess I can add this into my hodgepodge, which is they announced this past week that one of the cards that they're adding, because you do, it is kind of a rally game in it that you are playing on a lot of dirt roads and stuff in the Australian Outback in Forza Horizon mm-hmm. 3. Mm-hmm. They are adding in Halo's Warthog to, <laughs> what? to the game. I didn't and know. Anyone who bought um, uh, or owned Master Chief Collection or Halo 5 got a free download code. I got mine a couple days ago, a little message from wow. Xbox saying, here's the Warthog idea. for Forza Horizon 3. Um, so I'm not only am I going to be in the Australian Outback, but I will be carving it up in a Warthog, <laughs> which apparently features, and I quote, the most advanced suspension in the game. I guess they sealed that deal um, just like the way Activision did it when you were pre-ordering Call of Duty, you would get an emblem or uh, an emblem, um, I think it was an emblem, uh, or or a shader, a cosmetic shader in Destiny. I remember that. Right. So that's like, that's how they do. Yeah, the publisher can do it. Why not? And in this case, both of those uh, studios are 
very closely aligned with Microsoft, so it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, makes yeah, a lot like, of sense. Force has always been a Xbox exclusive, right? Yeah, and I was, a, uh, you know, we talked about this before in our favorite games, but back in the PS2 days, I was a Gran Turismo guy all the way. Um, and it, it only was when Gran Turismo stopped coming out so often, and when they did come out, they weren't so great, that I picked up Forza, and Forza gets better every year. I can't wait to see what happens with Scorpio and all the stuff next year. So, yeah, that's my hodgepodge. Nice. Um, I wanted my hodgepodge to be about me finishing Dark Souls, but I'm going to finish it after recording this. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I've been taken into the we'll hype of the... Yeah. yeah, no, and I had a... Um, I had a... Um, I mean, I, I saw the last boss and I tried to fight him. He didn't. He wasn't that friendly, so I, I still got a, a couple tries to to get on him. But I got taken by the um, I got caught by the destiny patch where there's like a little bit of a little bit to do, a little bit to catch up on, and get you ready for the release the in two king? weeks. Taken by the king. Well, if that's outdated. <laughs> that's gonna be uh, my iron is slowly rising. That's how I should oh, put it. Oh well, that sounds um, very sexual. I know. <laughs> you follow some Saudi Arabia tweet account. Unintended. Um, no, I want really to give a shout out to like Blizzard and the World of Warcraft world. Seeing it from outside, I read this article that pleased me a lot this week. Um, you can find the article. I mean, it was everywhere on IGN and Polygon, um, and obviously on 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 the World of Warcraft Legion Reddit. I loved the uh, and I mentioned it a couple of episodes ago. Uh, the way Blizzard hides secrets into um, into Overwatch f- to tease their new character, they're doing the same thing with Legion. They're adding a little way more secrets, and therefore there's like um, groups of detective hardcore player that go around and just explore and look at every mountains, look at every caves, or try to find all the caves. And um, and it was really impressed at how uh, that story of them chasing a, a treasure led them to another one. That shows you how deep this game is, and uh, and then and and then how far they've gone. Uh, and I love how like I'm pushing for this in in more and more games. How they make those because now everybody, not everybody, but um, a lot of people that invest themselves into the game uh, go on Reddit. They interact with each other, mm-hmm. uh, and so there's like multiple brains that can be together and work on secrets that are way more elaborate that some games tend to sell you. Like, oh, many secrets. Uh, dude, you just asked me to farm 50 stuff and then I'm going to find something blinking somewhere on the map and I'm just going to be able to, like, loot it very yeah. easily. Like, secrets are just not secrets. They're, like, secrets that they don't want to exclude anybody from. But I don't I don't believe that if you make it a little bit more advanced, you know, it will make it, you know, that so that people never find them. I mean, that's... it's that's So that's kind of, like, my, my, my thought around it. But what they did... They wanted to look for the um, the mount that they were data mining called the long forgotten hippogriff, and um, I say you, you don't say hypogriff because there's an I H I, so it's hippogriff, right? Uh, I would say hippogriff, yeah. Hippogriff, and uh, it's like a variation of color of the hippogriff that a lot of people have. Um, it's a flying mount, and um, they went and you know they were digging digging that into uh, in 2000 since 2007 the database they were wondering when it would come out, and and since um, uh, Blizzard have been teasing there would be more secrets and everything, uh, so people started going on a hunt, and 
while they were searching, um, they found like an entire, like another secret entirely on a broken shore. Uh, I don't know if people play Legion, they probably know where that is. It's on like a the broken isle. And um, I'll give you the description of the of the of the the account on Reddit that described it. Okay. Uh, to give you an idea of how hidden these caves were, one is in a broken ship in the middle of the ocean, south of High Eye of Ashara, through a crack, and then hidden behind kelp. Basically, three layers of secret you have to find. Another is a hidden cave that has another hidden cave near the entrance that actually has the orb. You go to an NPC, give that orb to the NPC, uh, and um, that gives you an ability to activate other orbs, and you have to activate all those orbs in a perfect order, and that spawn a world boss, not just for your team or you know group, but for everybody, for the whole server. It just only has wow. to be done server wide, and then it unlocks it for the whole, for the whole you know server community. Um, which is to me fascinating. It's like a group of six can really make a difference in the server. Yeah. Not a six, but like I don't remember how many orbs they have. It's written on the article. Uh, but you know, those things are really cool. They're not particularly needing anybody to be really skilled at video games or anything. Um, but they make them. They make people feel so, um, you know, so like proud of themselves for accomplishing those stuff. And uh, and this boss. Therefore, unlocks, I mean, can drop a, a unique mount uh, and a unique pet, I think, um, which is really cool. So I've, I've, I've really read through that tale and it was like, you know, you could write a book about those stories on WoW, man. I, I, I swear, that's what, that's what I love about it. Like, you can tell yeah. stories with this game, which is fascinating, in my opinion. Well, that's cool, I like that man. Blizzard does that. Yeah, that is like, and it's like so many steps removed but it, it, it's I've, I've found going back to it because I probably was I went away from World of Warcraft for years um, in in two separate chunks I think I played it a few years ago a little bit more um, when Pandaria came out and then I just picked it up again uh, and started playing again and it, there is so much built into that game that rewards you for investing in it and you know, we'll talk about this in a couple of weeks when we do a Destiny show. But, like, I think one of the things that makes it such a compelling experience for me is I can do something like go fishing for 20 hours, you know. And I did that. I and, did that, too. Uh, <laughs> and, and there's some great new fishing quests, Yannick. You <laughs> love it. I better get um, on it. And, and there's all oh, these different ways to invest that are not just... You know, going to icyveins.com, finding out what the best, you know, rotation of skills is to use, and then going and raiding um, for for better stuff. You could just be like, you know what, I just, I cook baller fish in World of Warcraft. It it soothes me. <laughs> yeah. uh, or or I make <laughs> bags and I sell them on the auction house. Uh, and I, you know, you could just be somebody, you know, like a pawn shop person who just flips bags on the auction house. Uh, it's like No Man's Sky came here 10 years ago, right? Hey. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> we could definitely use No Man's Sky uh, to add some more of these features. So, yeah. That was it. That's pretty much it. Cool. All right. Well, the two big things that happened this week, we got to get into it. On Tuesday, no, Wednesday because it was a short week, 
Um, yes, Wednesday. <laughs> Wednesday, not Tuesday. These things would have happened on Tuesday normally, I feel. And uh, Apple had an event where they came out, and uh, we're not a an Apple podcast, but we can quickly go over that they have a new iPhone, and it's got no headphone port and all this. Who didn't pre-order it? <laughs> I did not pre-order it. I did not I yet. I pre-ordered it. I just I have time. I feel it's like I, I, I can give this time. I'm getting the T-Mobile. 7 Plus because I've got giant hands. <laughs> and now you can shoot with two cameras. Yada, da, da, do. And it's going to sound like this. Pew, 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 pew. Pew, pew, pew. Pew, 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 pew. That's the sound of me taking pictures, guys. Pew, pew, pew. Uh, yes. Uh, but no, I did. Something... Oh, good. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, no. I was like, I pre ordered it. Jet Black. 256 gigs. What? 256? I have the 128 gig now, and I only have 10 gigs of space left. Uh, I've got the 128 right now, and I let me, I'm going to, this is good podcasting, right? I'm going to check and see how much space I have while we keep talking about it. But the whole reason why we're talking about the Apple thing at all is because at the beginning of the Apple thing, well, there was carpool karaoke but right immediately after that (laughs) (laughs) after tim cook saying sweet home alabama alabama so excited today epic um yeah that was kind of crazy i had (laughs) so much fun did you james corden thank you for being here okay by the way i have uh uh, 82 gigs available on my 128. Yeah, no, oh, yeah. I consume you're, you're become, data you're, you're part like of the no cloud. tomorrow. Unbelievable. How many games do you have on it? Um, uh, that's games? a good question. That's a, let's see. Is it games that kill No, no, no. No, games it's um, my photos. photos. I take a lot of pictures. I take a lot of videos. Um, let's see. One, two, three. Are you doing optimized storage? Yes. Four, oh five, six, God. seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, Damn. twelve. She's 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 into 13, the game. 13, 14, 15, 16. Well, name some of the games instead of doing this. So it's a video game podcast. So I have Disney Crossy Road, and I have uh, Disney Emoji Blitz, Pokemon I'm Go. Respect for you, every single title. That you uh. Me Tomo. Uh. I have the Disney Marvel Sum Sum game uh-huh. or Sumu Sumu. Hearthstone. Because I because I do play a lot of games, but when I don't play them, I just delete them because I don't yeah. have time for all. No, of them. I I play these. Uh, I just exclusively play one game at a time. Fruit Ninja, Lines, Nekotsume, Klepto oh, Cats. Fruit Ninja, you're doing some OG stuff on that phone. Uh, da, da, da. You must have yeah. doodle jumped still. Yep, that's what right. I'm I only have a few games. I've got the three goes Deus Ex, Hitman, and Laura Croft Go. Because um, those are actually good. Monument Valley, I've beaten it, but I kind of keep it around as uh, just because yeah. it deserves to stay on my phone forever. Uh, oh, yeah. Super Brothers Sword and Sorcery. Uh, Voy, which is this cool kind of uh, abstract shapes game where you, uh, you, it's essentially like tanagrams on crack, where you <laughs> line up the shapes to try and get um, a pattern that looks uh, that matches the pattern that they show you. And then the rest are not really video games; they're the WoW app, the Xbox, PlayStation's team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have the, those. The Battle.net Authenticator. Um, that too. And IGN and a couple others. So. Yeah. Uh, I just installed Transistor. Oh, you're going to play that on the phone, huh? 
I played I played part of it on the PC. Get it on PS4. So. Oh man. Come on, Sandy. Well, I guess PC mm. PC's fine. Yeah, yeah, Your PC's masters. totally fine. Yeah, like what kind um, of games do you have on your phone? I have uh I play a lot of uh all the um, the the dots games. You know the oh, dot yeah. series. Yeah, I love those. Oh my god, I love them. Um, <laughs> I don't finish them. Well, I have a short story about it. Probably one of my latest uh, failure uh, in video games. I, I I was probably around level four hundred in dots. Uh, play dots. I think it was the, the original one. Yeah. And uh, and I switched phone, but because I wanted to save my iCloud data, my iCloud my iCloud data was for a long time just free, like sort of you know the minimum five gigs, and yeah. so I. Never saved on the cloud my progression. And oh, uh, no. so I went back and he took my latest iCloud save. Yeah, I wasn't doing iCloud backup anymore. That's what, that's what it was. When he ran out of memory, I was just declining all iCloud backups. So I just went back to like level 100 and everything. So that really took a hit oh. on me because I was really kind of like uh, not following the updates, but every time they would put new levels out every two or three weeks, they would have 25 more levels. So it kind of like keep up with that rhythm and not catching up, but keeping up with the with the rhythm. And now I'm all behind. But now they I have hope is back because they have a new one called Dots and Co, um, which is has a little bit more depth into it. It's still the which same is principle, not a game, but it has it's way a law firm. Yeah, <laughs> Dots and Co. One eight hundred. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> they, uh, yeah, there's just more mechanism to it. But um, the other one that I obviously have to mention because I still play it a lot is uh, Clash Royale, oh, and it's man. one of the first Clash of Clans series like theme that I've played. I never really was interested into Clash of Clans or any of that. But this one has a special touch to it. I don't like MOBAs or I don't. I don't like. I don't play them. Um, but this has the tower aspect of a MOBA. And uh, and just with like a mix with a Hearthstone a card game, so it's like a, an innovative concept. It works really well. Uh, they rebalance. There's like even a competitive scene on that, and the production has been really well so far That's since crazy. I like for all the things that I've watched. Um, it's been really great. It's funny because like the, all the pro guys are 15 and you know 16 years yep. old, and <laughs> you, you, you like see competitive with this goofy theme and very funny. I love their commercials, by the way. Um, what else do we have that I can that I play actively? Uh, Twenty forty eight, but that's that's gone. Yeah. You know. uh, Monument Valley. I also still have it. I have this game called uh, Stack, which is very very minimalistic. You pretty much just stack squares. I, think I know it. Yeah. And 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 but if you stack, they come from the left and come from the you know top left, top right, in, in two axes. And if you press the button at the wrong time. So the goal is to stack those squares as they spawn, but if you if you do it a little bit before or after timing, um, the part that is not sitting on the square under it will disappear. So that reduces your space, that reduces your initial square. So you build a tower that shrinks down, gets smaller and smaller and smaller until you eventually you know run out of space and you completely miss the platform that you're supposed to sack the squares on top of i don't know if i gave that explanation really well but you know we'll figure it out uh, pokemon pokemon go and the other ones i don't mention them because i don't play them anymore so yeah pretty simple like i like i said when i don't play one or I, i'm done with it yeah, i just get rid of it. delete it unless so. you're sandy unless i'm sandy <laughs> i play those games i had at one point the wwe game do you remember that where it's no. they're in different battle outfits from different eras and it's oh. a fighting game 
and it's it's so it's so funny. It's actually a pretty good game. I just it had microtransactions, and I'm like, I don't I don't have the energy to deal with the shenanigan. No, I don't no, really no. watch wrestling, but every time I do see like a real wrestling fight, there's this move in wrestling that I simply don't understand, which is it amounts to just like slapping someone's chest. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. And it, and like that's the Ric Flair. And when when that happens, you have to woo because it's Ric Flair. Smack. <laughs> the chest woo. slap is such a weird. Uh, <laughs> so weird. Is it slap then woo or is it woo slap? No, no. It's, it's like it has, you have you have to slap. If you look at Ric Flair woo. online, and you look at his yeah, that's his most iconic move. And even when right now not a wrestler is doing it, the OG know and they do it. They woo the the the, the slap, and he hurts like a like I don't know how they make that slap so hard. Yeah, um, it must it's be WWE enemy, immortals. The, the enemy must slap, the enemy must slap his his quad or something. He must slap his leg at the same time while he's actually while the other guy is slapping his leg or something to have a <laughs> to have a surround sound of the slapping. Well, you actually never fi- you actually never finish your full description of the Apple event, right? No, I was just gonna say. <laughs> so now that we've taken that detail, okay. Obviously, we all used our cell phones to play video games uh, of different sorts. Uh, like many of you do, maybe you're playing a game while you listen to this podcast, even. So thank you for mm-hmm. for doing that. Um, we hope we distract you. We and you are fail miserably. Yeah, exactly. We we saw Miyamoto come out on stage at an Apple event and I we haven't seen Miyamoto come out on stage in a long time because Nintendo's only been doing Nintendo Directs for how long now? It just seems like years. Um, and he showed us Super Mario Run. Is that the name of it? Yeah. Yes. Super Mario Run. They made sure they sync the, the, voice, the, the, the voice acting with translator really well. <laughs> yes, yeah. Super he did not Mario a... Run. Super hey. Mario Run. It's a me, Mario. Now, Mario. wow. Now, yeah. Th- what did you guys think about this? Because I, I can tell you, I didn't know that this was happening. <laughs> being in, being in, on the inside, I was just as surprised to see this as anybody else. Um, what, uh, what are your impressions of Super Mario Run? I don't know if it's worth talking about it. I'm going to be kind of harsh, but I like because he gave me an emotional breakdown. I was really excited to have a new innovative or even have like a a remastering of an of another Mario or something, you know. Uh, I would have it with that, but then I figured out it was just a jumper, a jumping game, you know. Uh, yeah. One of those where you just press ones to make him jump and and you know, it's been it's kind of been done and you just put a mario on it i hope so i'm just yeah maybe i misunderstood or didn't probably miss like i probably misinterpreted or like didn't pay attention or they didn't do a really good job at explaining me what this thing is um yeah i was not i was like yeah that's really cool and we'll be able i thought about you guys and i thought about the podcast and be like oh yeah like it's gonna be awesome something else to talk about something else to play it's like just a jumper, like a jumping game. Like, um, are they called jumpers or they're like called endless runners? People, en- endless, endless runners. Sorry, I don't know why I'm saying jumpers. Um, <laughs> well, runners. it's funny yeah, because all endless you runner, do in an like, endless uh, runner is jump, so they probably should also be called jumpers. <laughs> yeah, you know. So I was kind of like bummed about it, and I kind of like they they lost my attention on this one. Okay. 
I think uh, this is going to be really good for Nintendo uh, because with Pokemon Go, people were like, oh, Nintendo's making so much money off of this. And I'm like, eh, eh no, they're no, not. they're not. Because that pool of 500 million or whatever it was, was split between Niantic, uh, the Pokemon company, which is not fully owned by Nintendo, if yep. my understanding of that is correct. And also Google. Google got a share of that, honey. Yeah. And this money. Exactly. This is a Nintendo property. It's a Nintendo game and it's a beloved character. And he's like, you she Miyamoto is so cute. Like I I love him. I love Miyamoto as well. I can't like I can't be mad at him. He came out like thirty years. Horrible presentation. (laughs) And he's like he he spoke in English and he's like this. I'm super excited. And if you let me, I'm gonna talk in Japanese now. It's not like the audience has a choice anyway. So he's gonna talk in Japanese. And he's like, you can eat an apple. And play this game at the same time. Isn't <laughs> like that, that amazing? Yeah. You can, wait, wait, it was eat. Uh, you can. Uh, what was the first thing? You, oh, you can hold the subway rail. You can eat a hamburger, or even eat an apple. Just <laughs> a nice little touch by him. Huh? Yeah, it was so cute, and it also, it also makes you realize that Japan is totally different than a, than in the U.S. And like, first of all, you shouldn't be eating in a New York City subway. You just shouldn't. And yeah. I can't imagine you can eat in a in a Japanese subway either. I well, they're they're pretty polite people, so maybe you can. I don't know. I think they're all just well, wearing those China masks. We'll, we'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> and you know the reason why they do that, why they wear the face masks, is because usually they're sick and they don't want to get somebody else sick. Oh. It's well, not because nice. they don't want to get sick. It's no, because they don't want to get anybody else sick. And yeah, I'm like, exactly. that's so thoughtful. Right. Um, yeah. Miyamoto's adorable. Okay, I think this okay. is a really so good Miyamoto's move. Miyamoto's adorable. What do you think of the game? I think it's good. And the fact that they're like, hey, it's a one-time paid deal. No microtransactions or that goofy stuff. I'm I think that, that has enough to get people excited about it. I think that that is a very important thing about this game. So let's... Let's set a couple details straight for people that don't, don't know about what this game is. This is essentially Mario on your phone. The way it'll work is it's an app that you can get for free from the App Store, and that'll let you play, say, I don't know, a couple levels or let you play for a little while, and then you'll have to pay some amount of money to play the rest of the game, but it's pay once. It's not like you can buy coins with a thousand dollars that's not what nintendo's trying to do here which i think is important for establishing this as a legitimate nintendo game on a phone uh secondly nintendo has said before in earnings calls and to their investors we are not going to port games to mobile we are not going to bring these experiences and honestly i don't want to play one of these nintendo games without a controller you know right. i don't do you really want to try and do hard super mario levels with a touch screen and i think the answer is no like yeah. i i downloaded mm-hmm. mega man x uh from capcom and i tried to play it on my phone I, I couldn't i couldn't like wall jump barely um it was crazy uh and so they're they're if they're not if i'm not going to get direct ports Right, which is what people's first ask would be. That's the obvious ask I think most people would ask for. 
and you were going to do a completely Nintendo franchise. I think Mario obviously is a great place to start. And there is, I think Nintendo is going to do enough. They've learned so much about what to do with Mario, with especially with Mario Maker that they've put out and all the years that they've been making Mario games. That I, I think people see Endless Runner and they, they picture all those games where you're like swiping between lanes to run or you are like that little, do you remember that game? A lot of people played it, that it was just basically a square and all you did was just tap and the square bounced and it would bounce over little gaps and mountains and things and on, on, on platforms. There's mm-hmm. stuff in this game where like you tap when Mario is standing on a particular block to change his direction to run backwards. You tap on a specific block in an area to get Mario to jump up and to the right or up and to the left or wall jump. And I think that they're going to have enough variety in there that this is going to feel really delightful. I don't think it's going to feel like a full Super Mario game, but it shouldn't. Um, because Nintendo is has always been good about crafting those experiences. And I think, too, that... You know, when you look at last week's stuff with 3DS um, and Pikmin and Yoshi's Woolly World and Mario Maker, you can tell, I can feel Nintendo gearing up for the NX by practicing scaling their video game experiences from mobile uh, all the way to... Oh, that's interesting. You know, I didn't think about that. You know, Maybe. it's like mm-hmm. if, if NX is... Right. If I don't get to take a full controller with me when it's mobile, maybe there's a version of my Mario game where I can just kind of tap to jump or whatever mm-hmm. that that shrinks that that experience. So I'm I'm wondering, you know, it's nice to see Nintendo sort of trying these new things and learning from them. And and I think we like everybody says, oh, yeah, give me a new Mario and put it on my phone. But then no one would pay sixty dollars for it, which is what Nintendo wants to charge. Right. Right. You're like, well, it can't be more than three bucks, Nintendo. <laughs> That's how people feel. Um, and I think, yeah, to, to your point, Sandy, the one-time purchase thing is going to be a, something where we don't care if no one's playing it in 10 weeks because we got our money, <laughs> you know? Right, exactly. So that's good for their, their earnings. Um, and I, I think they learned from Pokemon Go because... You a lot of people were kind of frustrated with those in-app transactions, and it sounds like they heard what the customer was saying, and they were like, "All right, let's shift gears." And it's also kind of to the point. Nintendo is doing a very Marvel Disney thing, mm-hmm. where we're gonna try to get people in as many things as possible, and get people while they're still young and interested. So they can keep growing with this. And I think that's the approach they need to survive this next generation of of consoles. Like if they want to beat out Sony and Microsoft, they have to do something radically different. And tapping into everyone simultaneously is the the best way to do that because people are nostalgic for Mario. Even my little brother who's 12 likes Mario games. He plays Smash Brothers, but he's also on my mom's iPhone all of the time. And it's like, okay, now I can get... Pokemon Go got 
grandmas and grandpas to play a game on a device that they never thought they would do. They're like video games. <laughs> that's for that's for you guys. Yeah, you saw a lot of parents playing with kids. Their kids too. Yeah, so it's it's very cool. It's a very cool thing. It should be interesting, and I hope for the best. Yeah. It is cool. No, it is it is a good approach. I just I hope the game has verity. I hope that the game is a real game. Yes. Um, and actually, it is something that I'm worried about. And <clears throat> um, yeah, it's it'd be it'd be I, I pay for it, but I, I I won't be the first buyer. I won't be the first one. <laughs> you want to wait <laughs> and find out if it's yeah. Good. I want to wait. Yeah, that I makes wa- sense. I want to wait on that. Uh, it is um, it is it is a it is a yeah. It is something that also they they haven't teased well for me and they haven't showed much. Um, right. Well, you know. I, I, and there's there's an aspect to this too that obviously I think this game has a tendency to resonate with me because when you guys heard me list the stuff that's on my phone for games, it's the Go Games, Monument Valley, and this Voy right now. But I tend mo- with mobile games, I tend not to gravitate towards something that always demands that i come back and check it like i really hate it i hate it when a, a game turns into a really needy relationship where it's like hey you're, hey just so you know some people are this thing invading your base yeah that's or, what clutch rail is honestly yeah. <laughs> it's like i don't want to babysit you i want to be able to play it enjoy it put it down and be done with it uh-huh, uh-huh. so yeah um okay well that's the Mario stuff. But well, we, we have all... to talk about the Pokemon Go on the watch because that's. Oh yes, that's... we have to talk about Pokemon <laughs> Go on the watch. That's another one where I can jiggly puff about. <laughs> yes. Well, you start, Yannick. No, you I mean, don't, it's, you don't it's, have a watch. <laughs> it's port- that's the thing, and it's not going to make me buy one. Uh, first of all, and I'm very worried about my. I'm very worried about my. I was very worried about my the battery of my phone. Now they're gonna have to figure out. They're gonna have to figure out portable charger for phone and watch at the same time because this thing is gonna drain it. I don't think so. I hope not, but <laughs> uh, I'm sure they figured it out. But I just, I just think it's just a, a poorly timed. Um, I don't know if people are still gonna play that, and when it comes out, it's gonna be cold out there. Um, I don't know if the if it's gonna sustain with the hype. Um, and and it's and it, it, it what I always have loved with the um, what's it called with the uh, with Pokemon Go is that it was uh, happening when um, it would have it was it would be happening when it was time to go out you know that's really what worked out they, I'm sure they also timed it well uh, on purpose just to make sure that people would actually use the app right when it comes out it's not I don't know if it's gonna make me buy an Apple uh, an Apple Watch. Um, yeah, it's, and a, it's a cool addition. It's great to make it. I don't know if it's worth an announcement, honestly. I it's think it's not a selling point for no, the watch. No, definitely. It's not. more of a, hey, you have this already, and this is something that Ari and I spoke about a lot because we said the the missed opportunity for Niantic and Pokemon. Ari, uh, Ari is my fiance. Okay. Uh, the big. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've said his name plenty of times, guys. Come on. And Game of Thrones, Arya. Jeez. Uh, he's... We would have paid $30 for an Apple Watch app when the game had been released because we're like, this would have been great, so we're not pulling out our phones. The whole thing is being millennials and being the, the age that we're at. We When I'm out and about with my friends, I don't want to stare at my phone because... 
I don't want to focus on that. I want to focus on who I'm talking to. Yeah. But the Pokemon Go app also has a fitness element to it. So it it's more of a, hey, you have this thing on your phone already. You want to get motivated into working out and doing those kinds of things. Anyways, let's get you into that, into building and creating good habits. I, th- I think that's what the app on the watch is more for. It's more of a companion fitness. It's like it's so hard right now to like work out because I got to go from it's hard this presentation. Totally. Yeah, I have to go from work to home and my commute and, you know, getting these rings filled in. I get my rings filled in when I'm working, but on the weekends, that's a totally different story. But this is like an encouragement to like, oh, let me talk to Yannick and Curtis. You guys want to go for a coffee walk and let's do this and let's just walk and talk. And then I can get the pings on my watch and see when an egg's going to hatch or see something like that. And I'm like, yeah, this was a satisfying walk because I've gotten a new Pokemon. That's a goddamn Rattata, but it's okay. So <laughs> question though, is that going to be, is that going to be, uh, since the new Apple Watch uh, has the GPS, so is that going to sync up like you're going to be able to Track your progression, track your walk to hatch an egg, and then uh, and then sync that back with your Pokemon Go app on your phone when you come home. Let's say you go for a walk, but you don't go with your phone; you just go with the the watch. I mean, if you have the second watch or the series two, then I imagine the, the answer series to that two. Is yes. Yeah, I mean, uh, at least I hope. Um, yeah, and you know okay. what? I know you're you're worried about battery drain, but as for some inside baseball as to how the watch actually works. The watch doesn't necessarily store, like, 3D or complex graphics on it. Really, most of the stuff that the watch can display is simply animated PNG sequences. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're seeing, like, a 3D Pokemon or whatever, but that is a pre-rendered thing. That is not no, a, any to sort be fair, of I was, 3D graphics loaded onto the watch. To be fair, I was half serious on this one. It was, okay. like, the last one that they... The last one that they released had some problems, so I was just making a joke on this one. But, but yeah, no, I mean, you know, I'm not an owner of a watch. Uh, if you have an app, a watch and this thing is free, you know, that's that's it's cool. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't see the impact on sales on either of those apps. It's a good addition. That's the only thing that I'm that I'm saying is that I don't think he had a place in an Apple event. Yeah, I think um, the the Pokemon stuff too all felt super too late to yeah. me. You know, like yeah. Yeah. Pokemon is it's, it's kind of yeah. done. Yeah, it's, it's already kind of done. The internet has moved on, and it seems like I mean, my guess would be that Apple approached those guys to make that thing while Pokemon was hot. <laughs> yes. And no, yeah, you know, it's still not going to ship until end of the year, where people really won't care about Pokemon. So. We yeah, but you still have second-gen MacBooks that were not announced. So I'm saying I'm a bit salty <laughs> with that event all all together. It's that's not a MacBook event. That's a iPhone event. It has been for the past X amount of years. Don't know why that's anyone true. expected MacBooks. <laughs> I did. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of dumb, but I was really just so hyped. I need a new laptop, so I need those things to come out ASAP, please. Mm-hmm. Yeah, understood. I'll talk to Tim for you. Do that. I think it's fine. <laughs> I I think it's it's just. 
Pokemon Go is going through like a little lull, like Warcraft went through its lulls and they're like, okay, I've done everything I needed to do. I don't really need to play this game anymore. Hey, guess what? We just released some DLC and it's free and everyone's going to be like, what? DLC? You mean, you mean I can get a Blaziken now? I'm so excited. I don't need a Blaziken in my life. All right, let's move on from the Apple stuff. We're running out of time. So I do want to, we'd be remiss. If we didn't talk about the PlayStation event that happened literally after the Apple event did, uh, the very hour after the Apple event, we were taken to the Best Buy Theater in New York City. That was a busy afternoon, man. Yes. While working, I had to deal with that, too. (laughs) Lots of streams happening. Um, And I don't know what I was expecting the Best Buy Theater to look like. Um but let's just say this PlayStation event did not quite look or feel like how I thought it would. Um, it was very awkward. I didn't, I had to stop like a meetup watching it. Presentation. Yeah, it looked like meetup.com. They were like, hey, some guy from Sony's here. He's going to tell you about something. And then after that, you know, you'll find crackers and snacks by the table behind you. Yeah. <laughs> this, uh,. This event to me was a garbage truck on fire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know what the point of having an event was uh, when it was something that they, I feel like this could have been handled in a press release uh, or just by releasing these products. Um, maybe a commercial or something that they could have made to, to explain it to customers. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, like a two minute video. Instead, we got two people, uh, Andrew Howes, who is, uh, is he the president of Sony? Is, was he the first one with the glasses? Andrew Howes is the first one that came out and he's like, ah, we have a f- fantastic day for you planned out. <laughs> yeah, it's Sony. It's going to be great. Uh, and, then, and then, I just, I, no, I Mark Cerny, out. the system architect for PlayStation 4, who is like a hardware guy. He's kind of, uh, if if you guys know Apple, Apple has like Bob Mansfield that does a bunch of hardware stuff. Cerny is like the guy who made the PS4 like be smooth and be in a small case and work with the engineers to get it built. Not like the guy you put in a marketing video. Mm-hmm. But I've heard that that's not really who he is and that he's actually really beloved He's beloved, beloved. What? Beloved. He's <laughs> words. Beloved. <laughs> he's uh-huh. really beloved. B- that uh-huh. people like him, and he's got a very like likable <laughs> personality. So seeing him talk, I, like I was like, Cerny. "I'm like, is this an ASMR? Like, what am I watching? Like, what <laughs> what is this? Like, yeah. what is happening right now?" And it's like these are all the great titles in 4K. I I'm like 4K. Like, like, this <laughs> this is how clouds will work on the new PlayStation Pro. And I was like, okay, all right. At one point, he literally goes, now we're going to turn on HDR. And I swear to you, nothing happened. Like, I swear nothing changed on the screen. I was like, uh, first of all, there were so many. uh, So for people that don't know, we're kind of dancing around it. Sony announced the PlayStation 4 Pro, which is essentially a better GPU and core clocked PlayStation um four it also looks like a cake it looks like a chocolate cake with three layers of three layer chocolate yep. cake um, i went and 
I wouldn't be that kind. It looks like a cake. Just yes. I didn't say a good one. And the two <laughs> biggest features with it is it supports 4K. So technically someone could make a 4K video game on it uh, or re- a patch in an existing game to be in 4K. Um, if you don't have a 4K TV, like basically all of us, uh, <laughs> then you just get a nicer 1080p. And of course it has HDR, which you might have a 4K TV, but don't necessarily have an HDR TV. So there's sort of two technologies and it doesn't play 4K Blu-rays, but it streams 4K video from I, Netflix I, and YouTube and stuff. I am. Yeah. I mean, this thing, this whole thing just made me feel like, yeah. So first of all, the, the presentation, I have to say, I watched it muted. Because I was at work and I had stuff to do, so I was just watching it muted and That's I was the watching same. the thing. That's the same effect. So <laughs> I didn't get, yeah. So I, I got you guys were texting me at the same time, so I got the impressions that it was not really good really quickly. Um, and visually, it didn't look like he was very convincing or um, suited for a presentation. Yeah. Uh, but the and also Twitch was. Um, I don't know if it was my network or anything, but I didn't have the high quality streaming. So I was like, HDR? Uh, um, 4K? I'm streaming at 420 or even 280 right now, right. 280p. So you give me a break and I'll watch that again because I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> the quality of my stream is not even good enough. Um, and that's the, and that's the, and that's the paradox. That's, that's the fun part. Yeah. I cannot, we cannot stream, people cannot receive 4K, I'm talking about streaming here, I'm kind of like diverging from the original topic of just playing, but people won't be able to stream that 4K because nobody has the internet speed yet to um, to receive, to download a stream at uh, at a quality of 4, 4K. Um, well, that, I mean, that's, I mean, technically Netflix, that's why you most... can go watch 4K right now, so you can receive, it's just... Like something like Twitch doesn't have the servers to right. support someone broadcasting in 4K. Even something at 10, 1080 is like downscale to 720 f- to just have a smooth, smooth stream and not dropping frame, you know. So, uh, and it needs, and it needs also a lot of uh, like a good upload speed from the streamers themselves. Anyway, that was for the for the streamers part. Uh, I don't think that's gonna, you know. It's gonna. I don't think it's gonna sell it when people are gonna watch someone playing on a PS4, 4K compared to a regular PS4 or a PS4, uh, you know, redone or redesigned. Um, but for the for the other part, I um, I like the um, I like the effort. I like where we're going. Um, I like. It, uh, it should have been a Nintendo Direct. But you can see, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. yeah no exactly. Kidding. Nintendo but you kind can, of proved their strategy outright with something like this. Yeah. <laughs> but you can see that kind of like Sony is sitting on their ass right now. I've been he- I heard that from maybe like playing with people. It's like Xbox, Microsoft has to catch up. They make the effort. Uh, the Xbox S like has 4K Blu-ray and all that. You know, like they have the capacity. Can stream 4K video. Yeah. At, uh, you can stream 4K video, and you can you can um, you can do all the 4K things you want for a good for the same price than New York Xbox is. Like there is no premium. Uh, Although, to be fair, this is a new GPU in this PlayStation. So, I think the thing that they can't show on paper is that it will even make your 1080 games run better and look better. And, Mm -hmm. but not necessarily by a huge margin, but uh, you hit it on the head with the streaming thing. 
forget about Twitch streamers for a second. They're sitting there telling you this is 4K, this is HDR, but they they can really only show it to people in the crowd because we don't have 4K and HDR TVs. So why is it a live event? Why are you streaming it? Just don't stream it. You know? Right. And then then on top of it, you are making a system where the primary benefits are for a smaller section of people. I get it. It's like taking out the headphones. They're trying jack. to sell that Sony 4K TV as well. That's how right. it felt. Totally. It was more selling the TV than the console itself. Right. Um, and in their defense, he uh-huh. did say, just like this, for those viewing at home, we, we will make these available in 4K shortly after the event. So <laughs> right. you can experience Which was the kind of someone 4K. live telling you, everyone, <laughs> please stop watching now. And just watch these videos later. I was so baffled by this whole thing because you literally had someone. It felt like the Apple presentation, although, you know, what's funny is that immediately after the Apple presentation, everyone's like, oh, the new iPhone's no different from the last one. Meanwhile, if Sony or Microsoft or Nintendo made a power leap that the iPhone just made, like twice as fast, <laughs> twice yeah. twice as much uh, GPU or whatever, people would be going insane. And I, it's such a, it is such a uh, sort of backwards world where people are going, uh, oh, this isn't you know this new PlayStation Four is it's new it's it's got all these new things. Meanwhile, the phone that is way different. Uh, everyone will go, oh, that's the same phone as last year because it still looks like a rounded rectangle, right? I don't know what f- no. I don't know what form people think their phone is going to take. <laughs> they think yeah. it's gonna uh, be, tomorrow no, we're to going to be, be fair, using circle phones. To be fair, the, we <laughs> yes. haven't talked about. To be fair, we haven't talked about the the, the price, but like the current price of the uh, well the the new so the new PS4 regular PS4 the new redesign has already came out has already come out right or September 13th. Uh, the September slim 13. is yeah, it's either out now or shortly. Uh, let me double check that. Um, but in the meantime, while I research that, the price point of the PS4 4K, the PS4 Pro, we should call it, mm-hmm. uh, is pretty good. Um, which yeah. it means that in a year, uh, either we'll have it at uh the same price with a uh, bundled with games that will come out, um, to kind of like promote it. Um, we're probably definitely going to have that because that's going to be a selling point for You'd some of those guess. games that have put more resources on it. Uh, but the otherwise have it like down to $50 cheaper, you know, like find find easy discount. So you can easily go back to the price point that Especially we have right now. Especially if it doesn't now. sell. Uh, yeah, right. So so it, it is really a, uh, it is it is a good price in my opinion. That being said, I'm not going to buy it. I'm going to wait for my game that I want to play to have... You know, I'm gonna wait for it to to pair with a game and and show show me the difference. Show me that it can be make it better. I just want to make a statement. I'm buying it if you guys deliver. Uh, you know, I don't want to be a dumb consumer on this one. Um, I hear and get that people that have the money for it, and I could afford it, but I really want to make a statement. As like, you guys do this thing right now. Give me a good reason. Give me a really good reason out there. Horizon looks good. They said it because I couldn't watch. Once again, I couldn't watch it on stream, and I didn't have time to watch the 4K video. Um, the Horizon looked go- looked gorgeous and looked super fun before you know Horizon Zero. But give me give me a good reason. 
Give yeah. me a good reason. That's all I'm asking. And like Horizon um, has looked good on PlayStation 4, period. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. like, exactly, right? It's, it's Sony put themselves in a weird position where now they either have to show a side-by-side to show everyone how shitty their current PS4 is or they have to put a little tag at the bottom of everything going everything here is shown on PS4 Pro we're going to pretend like the other one doesn't exist mm. yeah now um i wanted to to send you guys this link september um, 15th september 15th the regular playstation at 299 september 15th Oh, redesign. Okay. So that's mm-hmm. that's soon. Um, I'm sending week. you guys a link, and uh, I want you to I want us all to check out for a second uh, this clip of Colin Moriarty over at Kind of Funny reacting to this PlayStation event. I thought he made a really interesting point. I wanted to discuss here this this overemphasis on technological advancement over the like the the and the fidelity of a game's looks over core gameplay. And I challenge everyone one more time. To show me one game on PS4 that fundamentally could not exist on a, on a previous console. You know what I mean? We are still dealing with the same exact games over and over again. And that's fine because I like my shooters and I like my RPGs and all that. And that's totally fine. I'm not, I'm not, but like the whole like that to me should de-emphasize this rush for power. Right? Like that to me should say like maybe we have like these fundamental design challenges that we have not overcome. Maybe we have these issues that that we need to kind of parse through before we are given more horsepower. Since clearly, uh, you know, a shooter running at 60 frames is better than a shooter running at 30 frames. Yeah. But is that all we're aiming for now? Like, is that all we want now? Is just is it's just pretty like prettier things, prettier things. Like, what happened to playing games? And like what happened to like the the fun factor of that? We grew up with consoles. <clears throat> That were the the uh, many times the most powerful console was not the most successful console. Sure, and we saw that with the NES. You know, we saw that even with the PS One, and we saw that with going on and on. I mean, it, it's happened over and over again. The Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty, and to me, that tells me that like people just don't care. Like we have these like bubbles on NeoGAF and, uh, and kind of funny and all these things where we talk about a lot of these issues that thirty-five million PS Four owners probably could not give a fuck about. They're happy with their FIFA and their Call of Duty and their Madden, and they can milk that forever. And I'm not saying that you should just rest on your laurels. What I'm saying is you shouldn't put forward a hardware iteration that confuses the market, that takes the wind out of your own sails. That was a bad conference. All right, so we just heard from Colin, who uh, is a really great PlayStation prognosticator, along with the rest of the kind of funny crew. Um, And, you know, I think he makes a great point. Which is, we, is it power? Is power the most important thing with our games? And there are, there are a bunch of people, usually PC players, that will yeah. insist, <laughs> that will insist, yes. Weird. What? It is. It is the most important thing. I mean, the PlayStation 4 was marketed and sold on launch, and the fact that it was more powerful than the Xbox One. Yet, more power does not make a game good. It doesn't make Call of Duty's characters interesting. It doesn't make your writing any better. It doesn't make your voice acting any better. It doesn't make your artist's abilities any any better or your point of view when you make a game. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you can make a new kind of game 
either. It right. might mean you could add a new feature to a game, but not necessarily anything new. So what? how do you guys react to that? Do you really think we should be worried about getting more out of our consoles, especially with seemingly you know, three, four years after these things first came out? I think he's right. The average consumer does not care about power. It's more of... You know, can I play my my Madden? Can I play my FIFA? Can I play my Call of Duties? These are titles that are going to come out every year, regardless of what's going on, because they always sell. However, the other thing is that you need to have a very powerful PC to run virtual reality games. If you want to use the headsets and if you want to do stuff like that, if we want to move certain kinds of tech forward then the power is kind of needed where you can use uh, Sony's VR with the current PlayStation 4. But the question would be, is that experience better if you have a more powerful PlayStation 4 in your house? And you know what? I should have included that clip because he does say later on, this is why he's excited about investing in VR because VR is new ways to play games. Um. And I do feel that way about virtual reality, and I understand that that has minimum requirements and stuff. But that aside, it, I, I, I do think that he's touching on something. Court, like my belief is, Xbox had such a rough launch, and no one picked up Xboxes, and no, no one is, is in relative terms because these consoles are still outselling the previous consoles that came before them, but. Nobody or people gravitated towards PlayStation 4, not because it was slightly more powerful, but instead because Microsoft had the wrong messaging out of the gate with their Xbox. And when they backtracked, they weren't able to undo the marketing that they had already done. And it was $100 more for an Xbox because it came with Connect. Like... People bought Xbox 360s when it was cheaper than PlayStation 3s. Everyone bought a Wii because, to hell with it, it was like $100 at one point, right? I think consumers are way more sensitive to things like price, and they're way more sensitive to things like if they feel like they're being treated fairly than they are to what is the most powerful thing. And so I think that that... I don't know how that bodes from Microsoft who, yeah, right now they're kind of walking around with some confidence because PlayStation announced a new, more expensive system that essentially does the same thing as a console that they have out on the market, Uh, at least surface level. It seems to do the same thing. But with Scorpio coming out next year and the message that Microsoft's hammering is power, 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 unless they've got a reason to use that power... I don't know if that's the right message for them to be pushing. I um, I think Microsoft wants to target the hardcore demographic, the early adopters, the people that will invest into things that will change. So if Scorpio allows me to easily remove memory and upgrade my memory as needed, the same way I would a PC, then it's simply like the better investment the crossplay that Microsoft has on Xbox and Windows is enough for us to go out and buy an Xbox One. 
and it, it's it's those things that are like okay yeah this is something that i wanted i want to get into the playstation pro yeah it doesn't have a blu-ray drive but when was the last time that you actually went out and bought a blu-ray yeah, yeah. no no this is yeah this is very true. totally and i have a i really want to uh point at a part that you guys haven't mentioned from uh uh, this P- P- uh, PSL Love You uh, podcast uh, little snip, little clip that we listen to, and something we haven't brought up. I'm, I'm 100%, 200% agreeing with him on every aspect that he said. Uh, we need, um, and it's it's about the video game industry. We need more than the Madden, the FIFA, and the Call of Duty, and and even though I play them, um, we need you know. It's 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 not just about those, and the problem is that this those ones have so much weight that the publishers and developers like satisfy themselves. My biggest problem with this new uh, high resolution console, it's pretty much it just sounds it resonates as Sony's telling us, "Okay, guys, this is your next thing to get beautiful games," um, and we're kind of like extending the duration of the current gen. I was not hyped by this those announcements when I saw them on Twitter. Whether it's the Xbox, um, the new Xbox, or even the Xbox One S, uh, I'm okay with redesigns. That's cool, you know. That bumps up the sale for Christmas and everything. And it, and the new the new PS4 really looks good, um, whether it's 4K or not. But I I don't care. I was never hyped, but I was really hyped about the next gen. And you're that pretty much sounds like I'm gonna have to wait one or two more years. Uh, and he said it right. He said instead of doing a bad presentation like this and console like this, why don't we just wait two or three years and, and, and build on that base and really, really crank up the hardware even more, you know, like use that research and development money to, and wait and, and, and put that onto, onto the next gen. That sounds like to me, like, okay, they want to spread out the sales and they can make a little bit of more use of that hardware that used to work. And those games that, are working and everything and uh and this new um those new waves of releases that are coming out and give them a little bit of bonus you know just the way apple does it with their iphone where the bit by bit feature by feature they release stuff phone after iphone and uh and you know they could maybe just wait another two years and bring out a larger hardware and software update instead they're doing that thing where little by little they're adding stuff to the hardware to make people upgrade every time and spend $400 every time. Uh, I don't like where this is going and I'm worried that my next trend is not going to come anytime soon. And like you said, VR and everything. I was excited to have all those ones coming out, all those innovation coming out with uh, with the next gen console and having bundle all together and really nicely and build and ship real PS4 VR games, you know, or PS5, you know, VR games. This is where, like, that's the problem. I could do a whole episode about this. Because yeah. we're talking about, like, well, I'm really excited for next gen. I'm like, these consoles just came out. No consumer, this is a consumer issue that I think. No Man's Sky was a game, it was high, people were talking about it, and it came out, and like the backlash for that game was huge because the consumers are not willing to give it a shot. So if the industry needs to survive, what's something that can pretty much always guarantee us sales? And that's hardware. Hardware can always pretty much guarantee us sales. If I've got a great idea for a game and I I put it out and you know I work on it and I 
bleed to death, like trying to get this game out, yeah. and it comes nice out and it weekends. gets like bad reviews. People are like super upset. They're like, they should have just made another Call of Duty. They should have just made another FIFA. We saw that with Destiny. Bungie goes out on a limb. They make this game. It's supposed to be this amazing game, and it, for right. what it is, it it is a good game. You know, it's a it's an A list game. People yeah. sell it, but that's the problem. It's like, well, I'm not. You know, this game isn't good enough. And it's like, well, you want the game now, or you want to wait the next generation after mm. that game comes out? What's next? Like, who's working? What's next? It's that demand that's super unrealistic and doesn't make any sense. So, and that's not the video game industry's fault. I guess it is for for catering to the consumer. But when are we going to go, hey, we've got our consoles. That's great. Let's get some awesome new content on there. And that's what the indie games are there for. And I'm not paying $5 for an indie game. That's ridiculous. I should get it for free. And it's like, you know what? How about you? Like, you want to make games? Make games. Learn how to code. Learn how to shade. Learn how to do all that stuff. Don't talk to your family. Don't make friends. Don't do any of that stuff. And then... Come back to me and have this conversation. If we want the industry to survive, they're going to have to sell hardware because people aren't interested in new things. Ooh, Sandy's on fire today. I love it. <laughs> I think we can mark this day with a we can mark this day with a with a white mark. That's hey, really let's when, let's uh, cue the music. We got our jigglypuff from from Sandy. <laughs> Maybe Sandy was right. <laughs> Sandy, I think you're absolutely right, and I'm going to add on top of it that. Yannick, I, I know what you mean. It's nice to get excited infrequently about something that it feels like, oh, this is only going to happen, you know, four or five times in a manner which I care about it in my lifetime or whatever. Maybe ten times. I don't know. You know, console generations, they vary. Especially last console generation lasted an unusual amount of time. Mm-hmm. Right, like Xbox to Xbox 360 was four years, and knock on the door, these consoles have been out for four years. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we're it's not unusual to refresh the consoles now, but instead the leaps in technology are different. Now, I'm not excited for a next generation where. I got to buy all new games again and they're going to resell me HD remasters of old ones. Like I don't want to play most HD remasters. I want to buy a copy of a game and own it like I do on steam Mm -hmm. and for it to always play. Mm -hmm. And, and Xbox is making a lot of strides in that department. I give them that, but not every xbox 360 game plays on xbox one and sony is like well you can sign up for this online service and stream the games which there's a lot of games that you don't want to stream because of how precise they they are i just think that it's that the generational thing i i guess i'm on microsoft's uh perspective of that it's it's time to end that shit because yep we we just can't you can't afford to do it anymore. I want to be able to say, I won't buy a console this year. I'll buy it next year and for it to not be a big deal. Um, and for me to still be able to play with all my friends, you know, no matter what. Now, if we could, there's this kind of, we could do a whole episode on this and we'll do maybe do that in the future. But there's this little germination of 
people trying to do cross-play, and maybe one day it won't matter if I'm on PlayStation or Xbox and we can play together, and that would be great. That would actually be the best thing for the consumer. I just don't know if it'll ever happen. Right. So, all right. Good talk. Good talk. <laughs> what an episode. All right, guys, before we go, it's school time. School what? is back in session. Ding, 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 ding. So, and it's by erasers? Yes. <laughs> yes. So if so many of our young friends have to go to school, I think it's only fair that we also have homework during the school year. That was... Is that our plan? <laughs> that's, that's, what? Not into it. Quit. We didn't sign up for this. Uh, I am yes. too old for this. <laughs> well, look. This is eight. Hey, we got to do this. This is a video game podcast and it matters. I want, during the school year... For us to, don't worry, it's not going to be that hard to do. We are going to have four-week cycles. So for September, October, November, December, we'll do it all throughout the school year. We are going to put a bunch of categories of video games in a hat, okay? And I'm going to pick Mm -hmm. out one from that hat. And this week, I want you to go and find... A classic slash notable slash important game from that genre. And then next week we're going to say what game we picked and why. And then we'll have two weeks to play it. Or three weeks to play it. And then report back on our games that we've chosen. So, for example, let me get RPG. Okay, we all go, we spend the week finding the RPG we're going to play or whatever, classic, whatever. Now, does it have to be a game wow. that we never played? It, sh- it has to be a game that we've never played. Or what, okay. I, I, I don't necessarily want to put that restriction on it. It just has to be a classic game that everyone knows and loves. And yes, ideally, you haven't played it. It should feel a little bit like homework. So one week, like, let's say, I don't know, I don't know what week you wanted to set, to be set. Is it this week right now? So that's the second week of the of the month? Let's name some, let's name some genres. We'll put them into a hat. Yeah. And we'll do it delayed. Okay. Or we'll give ourselves one week for the first week. Uh, let's do it delayed. Uh, so here's the genres I have so far. Third person shooter, RPG, adventure, open world, puzzle, first person shooter, Survival, horror, platformer. What am I missing? Cooking game. You <laughs> <laughs> mean simulation? I would call that a puzzle game. Oh yeah, sim, simulation. Okay. Oh, mm. strategy. Okay. You haven't said mobile, I'm, which I'm happy about. <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll do uh, multiplayer. And we'll just call that a whole genre. Okay. Um, because how many classic, notable multiplayer games are there? Plus, those are hard to play if no one plays them anymore. Um, okay. All right. I'm going to put these all into a hat. And do we want to do each one of us gets our own individual one, or do we all want to share... We should all share, right? That'll be good. Yeah, we should share. We'll share. All right, I'm going to hit pick a random name. I wish I could like show you guys this too. I'm using miniwebtool.com slash random dash name dash picker. Yeah. So. Yeah. 
Thank you, Muda. Do the digital hat. <laughs> the digital hat. Pick a random name. Here we go. Horror. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Love it. All right, Already guys. Know. Already <laughs> I'm know. okay with this. You're Already okay know. with this. Yeah. So I wanted to play one of them anyway, so good. It's great. Good, good. So this week, ruminate on unless you all have one that you could pick right now. Uh I mean, I do, but I want to think about it. Okay. It's, it's good to think about it. All right, so we'll take this week, find the perfect horror game, and come back and make your case and have a backup, too, just in case we all veto it, as to why you think it's a good game to play, and uh, then we'll go off, and that'll be our homework. So we're we're doing homework along with you, listeners, um, because nice. we love you. Love them all. All right, that does it for us this week, and until next time. Aloha. Au revoir. And we'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.